Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Perloff, it's always our pleasure when we get to talk to a 17-year veteran in the NFL, one of our favorites. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Of course, you watch him on Amazon Prime. He was on the game last night. Your Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings. He's now part of Jameson's Touchdown in Dublin event, which is really cool. We'll get to that in just a moment. Ryan, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I love that you're the Amish rifle. That's the name on your Zoom right now. So way to lean in. You know, first thing, a couple of things about last night's game. You know, Eagles end up winning this game. The Vikings made it close at the end, if not for... Uh, Justin Jefferson fumbling the ball and uh, the ball going out of the back of the end zone, resulting in a touchback. This would have been a really close game. Do you like that rule or is that something the NFL should do away with? I, I'm just not sure what the alternative would be. Cause I, I think you have to, I, I do like the fact that you, you have to punish them for fumbling it into the end zone. I mean, it, you know, guys reaching over, it makes it a real risk reward play. Um, but yeah, that one, you know, there was there was a buzz in the stadium trying to figure out because uh, it didn't seem like there was a great angle to really determine like if it was or not over the pylon. Uh, so that was a cool moment to be in the stadium to kind of hear the buzz. Uh, and then obviously it ended up being a 10 point swing for them to not score the touchdown and then Philly to go kick a, a massive field goal before the end of the half. That was a big part of the game. Ryan, the Eagles are 2-0, and which is great, but the passing game just looks off. I thought, and you were you pointed out some things that Jalen Hurts missed last night. Uh, is that just because the running game was so good last night, or should Eagles fans be worried? Well, I will tell you, Eagles fans were booing the offense uh, early on in that game in the home opener, so <laughs> expectations are really high, but... I thought I thought Brian Johnson did a great job as a young coordinator of adjusting to what Brian Flores was giving him uh, on the defensive side and just handing that ball off and having the patience to continue to handle that off. I think in the first two games, and really, I think if you take a deep dive into the stats of Jalen Hurts, but these first two games versus the Patriots and now the Vikings, zone coverage has given him some issues. Um He's really effective versus man coverage. He's got those two dynamic playmakers on the outside. And obviously, Dallas Goddard, the catch-and-run god on the inside. But um, he had some issues last night when they dropped back into zone of not being able to you know, find the pass or the window and taking some sacks. So that's something going forward that we're going to have to look at. And then the passing chart, too, if you look at it, 
there was really an absence of throws over the middle of the field. Um, so there's some stuff they have to work on, and that'll be with Brian Johnson and their passing coordinator, Kevin Petulo and Jalen Hurts to get in and work on. Ryan Fitzpatrick, our guest, on behalf of Jamison Touchdown in Dublin event. You know, this is kind of a, a little bit of a show debate, Ryan, that's that's come up over the last couple of days, which is Jalen Hurts had an unbelievable season last year. You know, uh, uh, an eyelash from the Super Bowl. He, you know, was second in MVP uh, voting. He got the big contract. But we can't tell, is he more like on the tier of Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, or is he more on the tier of like Dak Prescott? You know, is he one of the top three quarterbacks in the league or is he a little more like one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league I know that's a might seem like a small distinction but we're just not sure yeah is there a tier in between those two tiers (laughs) maybe he's on that tier but you know I think Jalen Hurts is on a great football team and I think Jalen Hurts skill set does things to make that football team great they've got a great offensive line he's got great weapons he throws a great deep ball so you saw right away the chemistry with A.J. Brown last year and what they're able to do. Um, Devontae Smith, and I said it last night, he's a top 10 receiver. Uh, He really is. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see um, if they're able to keep him in a few years and how his career progresses. But, um, you know, Jalen, I was on a call uh, during the Super Bowl. I was calling the game for uh, London, and – was so impressed with the way he saw the field, with the way he threw the ball, his accuracy. Um, Last year was interesting because they were in so many games where they built up big leads in the first half, and he wasn't really in a lot of the games where they had to use his arm to kind of win games and pull them out at the end. So I think they're going to be more in more of those this year, and we're going to get a better sample size and taste of who he really is as a playmaker through the air as a quarterback. Right, and on the other side of the ball, Kirk Cousins, big numbers again last night, but they're 0-2. Listen, I mean, there was some rumblings last night about it, too. Do you think there's any chance, I'm going to just bring up the New York Jets, would call about Kirk Cousins? And, you know, what is Kirk Cousins' future in Minnesota? Is this going to be the end of the run? Well, it's it's a tough situation because you've got a guy that won 13 games last year as a quarterback, but now – He's a lame duck quarterback and didn't get a contract extension. That's pretty unheard of right now in this day and age of the NFL and the need for a franchise quarterback. Uh, I'm going to keep my eye on that all year long, just the Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins dynamic, because I think that's going to be really interesting. But Kirk played really well last night. You know, they were missing their center. They got down to their third string left tackle. He was getting beat up. They were definitely outmanned. The defensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles is as advertised. Oh, my goodness. They are really good. So Kirk Kirk was getting hit early. Uh, It was really impressive for him to be able to stand in the pocket uh, as the game went on and deliver some of those passes. But um, I I just don't see – I don't see any world where the Jets are going to trade for Kirk Cousins. I don't see any world where Minnesota is going to trade Kirk Cousins to the Jets. There's a lot of people that sit on the panel with me that do think it's going to happen, though. I would be really happy for the Jets to go after somebody like Jameis Winston. If they could pull him away from New Orleans, I think he'd be a great fit for that team and what they're looking for right now. Of course, you played with Jameis in Tampa, but you are a former Jet as well. There was some speculation that maybe the Jets would give you a call, Ryan, to try to pry you out of retirement. Did they call you? Uh, I am happily retired. (laughs) 
happily retired and not coming out of retirement. So uh, that was that was a non-starter. So they did not call you. I unless they lost my number. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I've just been sitting staring at my phone. But listen, you won ten games for the Jets. They should certainly have your number. Why is Jameis? <laughs> why is he the answer for the Jets as they're trying to recover off of Rogers' torn Achilles? You know, I still believe in my heart of hearts that Jameis is a top fifteen quarterback in this league, and there's a lot of people that will not share that opinion with me. But you know, I was able to work with and see him work for two years and uh, the talent that he has and the ability uh, to process things and the work ethic and all those little things. And I, I've just been really impressed with him. I was surprised uh, that he stayed with New Orleans this offseason, but I just see this as a great chance for him to hit reset on his career and get back uh, into the conversation of being a top 15 quarterback. You had a funny line on the Manning cast about Zach Wilson uh, throwing 40 yards for a five-yard pass. What uh, do you do if you're the Jets coaching staff? And this week, they just have Zach Wilson. Is there any way uh, they can figure out a game plan against this ridiculous Cowboys defense? Yeah, yeah the schedule's not doing them any favors to have to go against Dallas this week. But, you know, he's got to play in rhythm. He's got to get the ball out quick. Obviously, the Jets with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook should be able to get a little bit of a running game going. I mean, it was really good in that first game to see Brees Hall healthy again uh, coming off the ACL last year because he was having a great season. But Nathaniel Hackett uh, has to do a good job of making sure that Zach is decisive and getting the ball out. They can also use his athleticism, get him outside the pocket a little bit for some of those deeper throws, but uh, he gets into trouble when he escapes out of the back of the pocket. So climbing the pocket, if he's escaping, maybe you're just escaping through the middle of the pocket and running with the football, um, and that's where they can start. But once he goes backwards and escapes out the back, a lot of bad things happen. Ryan Fitzpatrick is our guest. He's joining us on behalf of Jamison Touchdown in Dublin event. You can go to jamisonsports.com. Basically, what the idea is, you're trying to get an NFL game in Dublin. We've seen, obviously, Notre Dame play in Dublin. But, Ryan, I'm wondering if you would put real stakes on this. Like, if we, you know, support this cause and get an NFL game in Dublin, would you shave the beard? No. <laughs> no, no. Yes, I think it's a cool concept, though. Jameson came to me and just the unofficial calling to get a pro game in Dublin. I, I think it, it's such a cool idea. I wanted to get behind it. And we're, we're just trying to rally people around this idea. So hopefully uh, something gets announced by the beginning of next football season. And if it does, Jameson's willing to fly a bunch of people out there uh, to join me to have a good time out there. JamisonSports.com. Reg regular season game, Ryan? Are you preseason okay? I feel like you want to go to Dublin. That seems like the priority. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to get a trip to Dublin. Yes. Yeah. So. God knows it's impossible for someone named Ryan Fitzpatrick to find his way to Dublin. Uh, JamisonSports.com. <laughs> again, that's where to go. Um, want to ask you about Tua Tugvailoa, someone who you were also there for his beginning and his uh, the beginning of his NFL career. I mean, what's the ceiling for him? He's second in MVP odds right now, Ryan. I mean, where do you see his career going if he stays healthy? Yeah, I think that's the big one. If he stays healthy, um, that's the question mark with him right now. Last year, he was having a great season, and, you know, he had the injury issues pop up. Uh, he, he's really put a lot of work into it to try to figure out 
how to stay healthy. And, and look, as a quarterback, some of it is luck, uh, you know, and some of it is just trying to keep yourself out of those situations. And there's only so much you can do because um, you're back there and people are coming to hit you every play. But really impressive to see the way he started the season. I, I just think it's it's so much fun to watch him. The ball comes out of his hand so fast. He makes those decisions so quickly. And he's got great playmakers on the outside. So, you know, one of the cool stats from week one was uh, the ball came out of his hand. I think he was in the top five in terms of quickest. But he also had the most air yards. So he's not – Tua is not a guy that uh, is going to hang on to the ball, a guy that's always looking at those check downs. That ball's going down the field. And that offense is designed for him to get the ball down the field to Tyreek and Jalen Waddell. Uh, and it's a perfect marriage with him and Mike McDaniel. So it was nice to see, and I think that'll continue. But they're going to scare a lot of teams this year with the amount of points they can put up. Brian, I'll go ahead and ask the Josh Allen question because Maggie's a diehard Bills fan, whole life, and a little bit of panic there. Did, was that the real a little. Josh Allen? Yeah. <laughs> You're being was, kind. Was that the real Josh Allen in week one, or are we going to see a bounce back here for the rest of the season? Uh, we'll see a bounce back. I mean, my, my disappointment with week one was just the – awareness of the situation right Aaron Rodgers goes down uh, they're up 10 points Zach Wilson's in at quarterback they're up 10 points at halftime to know what type of game it is it wasn't the type of game where he had to put on the cape and be Superman it was the type of game where he just had to manage it and get him through and get some first downs and they would have won that one so that was that was tough to see sometimes that's just knocking off the rust too from the offseason getting into an actual game because you got to remember uh, us quarterbacks we don't get hit uh, in the off season. We don't get touched. Uh, people have to run by us. They get yelled at if they get within our, you know, little force field that we have in practice. So I think that's what some of that was. But the the place I've seen a regression in Josh since Dable left is just his decisiveness in the pocket, delivering the football. He's always going to have those amazing wild plays when he gets out of the pocket, when he scrambles and runs. He even had the scramble where he had the touchdown to Stephon Diggs. Uh, I don't know how he wasn't over the line of scrimmage, but he wasn't over the line of scrimmage. Uh, but playing more decisive from the pocket is, I think, something I want to see from him because there was a regression in that last year, and that popped up again in this first game. I think that pinky toe was the last thing on the line of scrimmage before toe, that touchdown, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. one thing for Bills fans that we're keeping an eye on and we're not in the locker room, right? So we're concerned, I think, about the relationship between Josh and Stefan Diggs. We're a little concerned about where Stefan Diggs, where his head is at right now. Uh, you know, definitely take it personally when a team reporter was caught on a hot mic, you know, saying some critical things about him. And it's just those little things feel like the small cracks and fissures that can happen in a locker room. Do you think that they can overcome this? Like, if you were the quarterback now, how did you get past you know, issues that would come up with wide receivers or even saw Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown getting into it last night a little bit on the sideline. How did you approach that? And and for both of these examples, how do they get through it? Yeah, I, I think the, the easiest solution to that is to win football games. Winning has a way of curing everything. Uh, so even, even the A.J. Brown situation, he's so fired up because they're running the ball. He's not really getting his catches. He's watching Justin Jefferson on the other side of the football catching a bunch of balls and just boiled over but they win the game he comes in he settles down and they move on to the next week um you know with Stefan Diggs he's such a great competitor and the thing I'd like to see and the thing that we saw during the Jets game um yes there's been all kinds of 
reported frustrations and everything, but Josh really struggled that game. They're down 16-13, and they've got a two-minute drive, and Josh is sitting on the bench, and Diggs comes up to him, you know, and he's like, okay, let's go. This is it. And they go down. He has a couple passes uh, to Steph, and they, you know, end up kicking the field goal to send it to overtime. So um, a lot can be made of those little sideline spats, but you have to imagine just how competitive of an environment this is. And when things aren't going right, you're not getting the ball as a receiver, you're losing football games, they tend to boil over. So uh, winning cures all is, I guess, what I'll say with that. Ryan, I got to get in a Dartmouth question. So I went to Dartmouth. Do you remember your record in Hanover? I'm assuming 0-2. <laughs> um, well, I, I, a quick funny story. One of the years we played at Dartmouth, uh, I it was a snow game, and Neil Rose was the starting quarterback, but I had been coming in a little bit, uh, and so my coach wanted to keep me warm, so he put me at receiver for like five plays. Uh, first time I've ever played receiver on any level. And <laughs> on those five plays, I think I got a holding call, an offensive pass interference, <laughs> and a false start. Uh, and so he quickly took me out and realized that wasn't a good idea. What could have been? <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah, a smart move. Been. This That's a smart move. They'll never put you at wide receiver again. And now you just go back to playing quarterback, right? This is like when my husband claims that he doesn't know how to do the laundry. It's like, well, I didn't know I could mix the lights in the dark. So now he yeah. never does it ever again. Like, <laughs> yeah, may have brilliant, Harvard. Yeah, brilliant. May have been intentional. Yeah. Uh, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick joining us on behalf of Jameson, the touchdown in Dublin event. You can go to jamesonsports.com. That's where you can find more information. We, even if we get an NFL game in Dublin, Ryan, not shaving the beard. Won't do it. No. Ryan, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.